This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Deanna, recently an article got shared and posted on social media uh, that was related to uh, a discussion about the posting of the Ten Commandments and how there's oftentimes uh, argument and debate on, in public settings uh, of trying to get the Ten Commandments posted. And and the uh, the discussion in this article was a, uh, a a pastor saying, you know, why do why do we as Christians make a big deal about trying to get the Ten Commandments posted? Why don't we post something that's relevant to us? Like the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and um, that raises some questions. I mean, if you hear that, uh, you go, "Well, maybe so. Maybe the Ten Commandments aren't relevant to us as Christians today. Maybe uh, that's from the Old Covenant, and and so we should be talking about the New Testament." And uh, I'm going to put air quotes around this: things Jesus said. Uh, and that's what should be posted. Why are we fighting so hard to get this thing posted? Raises that question, and for some, maybe they go, uh, yeah, I'm confused by that. It, one would be better than the other. Uh, what do we think about that? What was it established for? I think we have to ask that question. Mm-hmm. What does it reflect? What does it signify in the Old Testament? And not only that, but is it encompassing something else I mean, what is it reflective of who does it represent and it represents a righteous holy god and why did he establish that why did he give that to the people and we can clearly see that he gave it to them so that they could see his holiness and how unholy we are. Right. It gives us a picture of that. And one of the things we can look at to be able to identify that was actually what it was for is in Galatians 3.24. Yeah. So Galatians 3.24 says that the law is a schoolmaster mm-hmm. to be able to recognize who we are. Right. And I understand the proclamation of saying let's put up the sermon on the mount because that too is the goodness of god and the reflection of his righteousness and holiness and we as christians ought to be striving after that but that doesn't mean we nullify what's going on in the old testament in fact it should represent a fuller view of who god is yeah yeah well there's a a false dichotomy being created right with his statement uh, that uh, let's put up something that represents us and, and so you're inferring that the Ten Commandments no longer represents us and that's just a false dichotomy it's like you're trying to divide that the Old Testament no longer relates or these particular laws no longer relate and and it's easy it, 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 it's easy to prove that that's not true when you you start looking at the New Testament everything that we're given that is uh, command to the believer to walk in the holiness of God is reiterated by Jesus and the New Testament writers. You can find all of the all of the Ten Commandments repeated uh, more than once within the New Testament. 
Um, you can you can go through the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus, it, it's like he's giving explanation to the same things that would have been stated there, uh, and and he doesn't take anything away. In fact, he says in the Sermon on the Mount, "I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it." So I didn't come to end something that it that it did. I came to complete it. I came to bring it completion. So I came to bring the ability to actually live this out. You're unable to live this out, but through the gospel of grace, you're able to actually do the things you're commanded to do now. And um, not to perfection until the heavenly realm, mm-hmm. uh, but you're given the Holy Spirit where you can pursue that life of holiness and you, you can conquer sin. You can love your neighbor the way you're supposed to love your neighbor. You you can uh, uh, honor your parents the way you should honor. You know, you're given the ability to do these things. And so the false dichotomy uh, that's created by the statement just uh, that's a that's a scary thing that it that it does because there's there's no dichotomy it, it you want to put up a monument to what we believe why can't we put up just the scriptures like it's the whole it's not it, it, it's not well the old testament used to represent me now it's something different Rep- the the bible is god's word so this represents me and and, and it's true too that the representation and the endorsement, I understand that they're they're implying that we're endorsing the Ten Commandments and that we follow them, but it's not representing us. Right. <laughs> it's representing who God is. Right. He wants people to be holy because He's holy. Yeah. He's wanting people not to steal because He He doesn't steal. He wants people to not commit adultery because he is faithful. He he's representing this righteousness yeah. in the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, saying, "Be holy as I am holy." I, I I think there's a misconception too in the idea that one of the statements in the article that we were reading was that we ought to just post a Sermon on the Mount or what Jesus said the greatest commandment in Matthew 22. Mm-hmm. And it says, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. But it has a follow-up phrase to it. It says, and all the law and prophets hang upon these two things, right? Right. So what does that mean? And when you look in Romans 13, it says this about the law. And you can look at chapter 13, verse 8. It says, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Okay. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in saying this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So you can put up, hey, love your neighbor as yourself and love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and not put up the Ten Commandments. But then this is a follow-up sentence to that. It says, love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfillment of the law. Implying that the law is unfolding what it looks like to love somebody else. And... In, in saying all of that, then we have to think back, okay, so the law was given to us to show the righteousness of God and to demonstrate our unrighteousness. Therefore, we can see our need for a Savior and call out to Him. So really, should we get rid of the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, there's, you, you can't. Uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're, and, and not just from kind of a biblical theological perspective of, oh, you can't dismiss... 
if you want to follow the New Testament, if you want to follow Romans 13, if you want to follow the Sermon on the Mount, you're going to be doing those things. Like, what does it look like to love your neighbor? What does it look like to love God? And I, and I think that's kind of the the, the mastermind beauty of, of what God did. Like, he didn't write the Old Testament and then stop in a place and go, now let me give you the 10 most important things. If you just read the text of Deuteronomy and Exodus where you find these statements that we call the Ten Commandments, he's just speaking command. And there happens to be, if you, if you separate them the way they're typically separated, there happens to be 10 of those statements. There's some of them that you could go, well, is this these these are together, or maybe this should be separated also. I mean, there, you you could you could say, well, maybe there's more than ten, or there maybe there's fewer than ten. But he wasn't trying to codify a specific, like here's the ten, and these are more important than everything else. He's just giving these commands that, in his wisdom, are broad summary statements of this whole law that he's delivering through Moses in Exodus and then repeated by Moses before his death in Deuteronomy. And and so those ten statements you you see the summarizing of. And they were summarized even more tightly at Deuteronomy six. <laughs> you know, when when you have what Jesus is quoting from in Matthew. Love the Lord your God with all your heart heart, soul, mind and strength. And then he said, and and don't forget the second thing to that is love your neighbors yourself. And that's where all the law and prophets hang. Well, that's what God had done in the Old Testament. Summarized it, broke it out in 10, but then there was the whole law that he didn't expect. Like I gave you all of these laws, just worry about the 10. Mm-hmm. And what we see is that, the, which was stated just shortly a little bit earlier, and that was, all the Ten Commandments are talked about in the New Testament. The nine are talked about in such a way that we're obeying them because we're followers of Christ and under grace. And the Sabbath is fulfilled in Christ himself. And he says, I am Lord of the Sabbath. And so we see that these Ten Commandments are fulfilled and as a Christian that we're going to be living them out and obeying them. They're they're representative of being able to help us see our fallen fallen selves and need for a savior. Yeah. And we cannot negate from that. So we take those six hundred and thirteen laws of the Old Testament that we don't adhere to in the sense of specifically one by one. Right. But he summarizes those in the Ten Commandments. The law hasn't changed. Right. We're always still loving God, loving neighbor, and as you stated in here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one in Deuteronomy yeah. six, we right. see it. But also Micah six eight. What yeah. does he say? Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Yeah. And and says, This is all you need to worry about. You yeah. know. So was he in Micah six eight, was he dismissing everything else and that's what we're supposed to worry about? Is Jesus dismissing everything else and saying, Hey, listen, it's just about love. If you love, you fulfill the law. Like none of those statements are intended to be dismissal because they're part of the context of a whole of revealed scripture. They're they're ways to summarize. And if I'm in a disciple uh, uh, another person and I tell them listen I need you you just learn to love God and learn and love other people and and give them no other information how do they know when they're loving God and loving other people what does it look like 
And that's what the rest of Scripture begins to tell you. That's what the Ten Commandments help me see. That's what Jesus' commands help us see. It's what the Sermon on the Mount helps us see. Like Those are ways that it's being fleshed out so that I can understand that I actually am being obedient to loving God and loving others. Yeah, and we're in a real danger when we start dismissing any part of Scripture, I think, because we see in the Old Testament prophets what my people perish because what a lack of knowledge of the word and we need to do a better job of understanding the old testament and understanding god's relentless love of what he was sending in christ jesus so that we might know him and walk in him and when we are walking in grace and he's fulfilled the law we desire those laws that are written on our heart that he talks about in the old testament and then too again in romans it says listen they're written on your heart and so we're walking in the spirit desiring hey i do want to love god and i want to love my neighbor I want to love my neighbor as myself in such a way that when I don't, I'm convicted by that. Mm. And I can see, hey, I wasn't doing so well with my neighbor, and now I need to make that right. Yeah. Well, and I I hope this encourages people once again to just be um, serious about their own Bible study and reading all of the context of Scripture, reading Old and New Testament, and realizing that the whole story is it's not about man, it's about God, and it's pointing man toward God's redemptive plan through Jesus Christ, whether you're reading from Genesis or Revelation or any part of it in between. And uh, there's there's one storyline, there's one hero, and it's all, gui- it's all guiding and pointing us toward that. So uh, trust that helps you in your own Bible reading, and hope that encourages you as you go uh, this Sunday to church to hear God's word preached. Thanks for listening.